The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Violence has once again rocked the United States. At least 22 people are dead following two mass shootings in Maine last night with dozens more injured. The police's main suspect is a 40-year-old man, Robert Card, who had previously threatened to carry out a shooting. Now, these horrific events are occurring in a political context that leads more and more to the right. The U.S. House of Representatives has just elected Mike Johnson as its new speaker, ending three weeks of legislative paralysis. He's an ardent ally of Trump, a hardline social conservative who opposes abortion and same-sex marriage. Now, to talk about all of this, we're joined by Terry Sheridan, the managing editor of WSHU Public Radio. Terry, good morning. Thank you, Pat. A- another uh, horrific shooting last evening, the same man, two locations, in a very small town. That's right. Well, Lewiston, Maine is actually Maine's second largest city, but it is a small village. It basically has 38,000 people. It is the home of Bates College, so it is a college town. Uh, This happened about 7 o'clock at two places which would be very popular at that time. One would be a restaurant and bar, obviously, and then the other was a bowling alley where there was a a party going on, uh, and they had the bowling leagues going on. He first walked into the bowling alley and then into the restaurant. Uh, 22 people is the the number that we're getting, it's fluctuating. Some are reporting 16, some are 22. We do know that there are about 50 people who are injured. We don't know how many of those have been shot or how many of those are just injured in the panic. Now, these are all likely to be local people, given the nature of uh, the two locations. And 22 dead in a population of less than 40,000 represents a huge tragedy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the police have already said, we, you will know someone who was shot and killed last night, um, because not only is that area small, but the rest of the area around is is rural. It's farms. If you, As you head over towards the coast, you know, a lot of fishermen, uh, the fishing industry and tourism. So, yes, this, this is something that's going to touch many families in the area because, yeah, people, people are going to know people who were killed. Now, Robert Card, the suspect in this case, um, his history uh, seems to involve treatment for mental illness. Yeah, he was hospitalized for mental illness for two weeks over the summer. He's a firearms instructor at the U.S. Navy, oh, excuse me, U.S. Army Reserve uh, facility in Saco, Maine. He was committed to the mental health facility. He was hearing voices, and he had threatened to carry out a mass shooting at the base. Uh, beyond that, we don't know whether he is still uh, in the military, um, what his status is. Um, we don't know why he was released or what the treatment was, but that's that's what we have from uh, reporting from the Associated Press. Now, this will feed into the line that comes from the gun lobby that uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people, and that if you tighten up the rules on availability of weapons uh, to those with issues, be they a criminal past or with mental health issues, everything will be fine. Oh, they're going to pick up on that, absolutely. Uh, the other thing to know about Maine is that it basically has very lax gun laws. There's no background check, no red flag laws, which would identify people like CARD uh, to prohibit them from legally owning a gun. Uh, no rules against um, the people who have been convicted of domestic violence incidents from having a gun. So very loose 
gun laws in, in Maine. On the other hand, they only had to put this all also into perspective. Last year in 2022, there were only 29 homicides in the entire state. If this number holds at 22 or goes up any higher, this one night will match the entirety of last year. Mm. Uh, what has been the political response so far? Uh, again, from the right, mostly thoughts and prayers, and this is not the time to talk about gun tr- control. Right now, because it is an active situation, the, the concentration is on capturing CARD um, and, and, and making the area safe. So that's where the FBI has been deployed. President Biden has been informed, Maine's governor, uh, the Senate delegation, they have all come together. Not too much talking about the political aspects of it. It's still, I guess, early hours. So they're just looking to make the the area safe. Now, the other development yesterday was the election of Mike Johnson as House Speaker. And, you know, different voices are pointing at, number one, that he was a, a an election denier, a, a friend and fan of Donald Trump and one of the people who would not have certified the election of Biden on the other hand, people are saying he's a steady Eddie. He, um, you know, he won't be a firebrand like Jim Jordan. Well, yeah, I mean, again, people are pointing to actually both of those Democrats and liberals are pointing to the fact that, yes, he's an ultra conservative from Louisiana. Uh, He was one of the architects behind a plan to deny the 2020 election in Congress, uh, coming up with a way to sue to overturn the election uh, because of the the voting results and specifically Pennsylvania and Georgia. Uh, He is against gay marriage. He's against homosexuality in general. He's He's very, very conservative. He's once said that the United States is not a democracy, but it's a constitutional republic, you know, that needs to be run along the lines of the Bible. Uh, On the other hand, he's a very low low, low impact fella. Um, most people did not know of him outside of Louisiana or of Republican circles. So on the other hand, he, yes, he could be perceived as someone who can get the wheels of Congress moving again. What direction those wheels are going to go in remains mm. to be seen. Yeah, obviously funding for um, the the border controls, funding for Ukraine, funding for Israel are all things on the agenda and keeping uh, the government open. These are uh, the, the challenges. Can the Democrats do business with this guy? That's hard to say. I think it, it depends upon it basically depends upon whether Johnson and it also depends upon the Republicans, whether they can. Again, they're perfectly allowed to push what they believe. It's whether they can work together with the Democrats. Again, 22 days until we could see another government shutdown. Johnson is very against Ukraine funding. That's a major fissure in the Republicans, not only in Congress, but in, in the Republicans. What's he willing to give? What's he willing to, you know, is he a horse trader, I guess, is the, is the answer or the question. On time will tell. Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor of WSU Public Radio. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, we're staying stateside with a, another curious uh, event. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed an executive order banning what she described as woke and anti-women words from state documents in Arkansas. Uh, Sanders, as you know, she's the Republican who served as a White House press secretary under Donald Trump, aimed the details of the order at inclusionary language, specifically around gender and childbirth. Some of the forbidden terms include pregnant people, chest feeding and human milk. Have a listen to some of the details of the order. 
We are all here to say, frankly, that we've had enough. Enough trying to erase women and girls, enough denying our biological differences from men, and enough of the craziness that is taking over our country. I've had the honor of being both the first woman and the first mother to serve as the governor of Arkansas. Before that, I was the first mother and the only the third woman to serve as the White House press secretary. Because of that, I came into this role with a few pretty unique experiences. Among them is giving birth to three amazing kids. That experience underscored to me that a woman's perspective is important and fundamentally different from a man's. Nowadays, though, only conservatives seem to be making that point. On the left, women have taken a back seat to political correctness. It's why Senator Irving and Representative Barker had to pass the Fairness in Women's Sports Act to defend our girls across the state. They're using nonsense words to erase women and girls, and more importantly, to erase our voices and our experiences. Today, we're taking a stand against woke nonsense. What frankly started as a fad among a few grad students has seeped down into corporations, the healthcare industry, and increasingly, state government. It's demeaning to women, and it needs to stop. In a moment, I'll sign an executive order banning a number of all sorts of ridiculous words from state government documents. Those include words like pregnant people, laboring person, birth giver, and several other nonsense terms that have cropped up in recent years. Some on the left will accuse us of being nitpicky, that Arkansas should just lay down and accept the cultural revolution without complaint. I say it's the exact opposite. It's the left that decided that woman is a dirty word. It's the left that decided we needed to toss out basic biology and basic grammar along with it. I think they're just mad that conservatives are starting to fight back. And they better get ready because we're just getting started. Thank you for being here and thank you to the amazing women that are standing up here with me. I'll sign this executive order. We'll hear a few words from Dr. Chandler, and I'll be happy to take a few questions. Thank you. And that's Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signing that executive order banning what she described as woke and anti-women words from Arkansas state documents. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.